It's a bad advice show. Good morrow, uh, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Happy, happy day. It is the Bad Advice Show, and I am one of your three hosts, Gordon Baker Bone, and to my right, one of the other of the three hosts, hailing all the way from New Orleans. I still can't get that right. Mel, everybody. It's just New Orleans. New I don't Orleans. know why you make it so... Like, nobody says New Orleans except people who are not from here. Okay. But it's it's like, even if you see it, it's just New Orleans. All right. And to my left, you know him, you love him. They call him the the Yeti of the South, Jerome Russell, everybody. (laughs) Absolutely nobody calls me that. We should make that happen. We should start. I don't want to be a. That's, that's not a compliment. I don't want to be the Yeti of the South. But to be fair, you're one aggressive exit from the woods away from being called the Yeti of the South. Wow. I'm just saying. Wait, wait, wait. We could call you the Yeti of the South because you carry the Yeti coolers with you. How about that? Nah, man. I know exactly what you mean. You can't hide it behind coolers. Yeah, we, we can't. We can't throw the yeah. rocks and hide our hands. We better than that. Yeah. We're men of action. Lies do not become us, Gordon. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm just saying. I mean, yes, I'm a larger individual, but again, it just doesn't seems like I will growl at people. You don't. All right. Um. I found out so much about. I find out so much truth about how y'all feel during our introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we love you, man. Come on. That is so like true. That. Oh man, and it, I'm sorry. Like, this is wait. Also, this is like the fourth week that uh, Gordon has been introducing us like an old timey radio announcer. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does it every yeah. I just feel like if if whenever we have a bad advice live show, if the shit breaks out, it's just gonna be me and Gordon jumping on Sarone's back, and he's just gonna run out into the crowd and lead us to freedom. So, <laughs> how, how do you think I? That's how I get out of the most Decepticomic shoes. <laughs> you niggas are not riding me like a noble steed. If you say so. I'm just uh-huh. saying. All I'm saying is I'm grabbing the largest person who's moving the fastest and I'm going to be on stage with you. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, all right, I see where this is going. And I'm and I'm bring, and I'm not leaving Gordon. It's gonna be not without my Gordon. So, <laughs> oh man, gonna be carrying Gordon like a satchel. <laughs> He's done that before. Him, <laughs> I'm gonna just strap him to my back, like um, like the African sisters with the baby swing. Yep. Yes, I like to be swaddled. <laughs> <laughs> Muscle me in your breast. <laughs> oh. oh man speaking of um of heroes i gotta bring this up um uh first piece of bad advice um sometimes your heroes aren't really your heroes and it's not for the reasons you think <laughs> i know a lot of people just found out that the uh cape crusader does not eat box and it broke a lot of people's heart today <laughs> wow I'm not I'm not I'm not subscribing to that because I don't believe that. I've gone on record as saying that Batman is one of the worst motherfuckers alive. So I mean, you 
Yeah, a nigga who would find out all the ways to kill his friends, he absolutely would fuck you and not eat you out. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Really? I think, I, I, honestly, it's I have, terrible. yeah. Is Batman a terrible person? Yes. But his mask ain't got no mouth on it for a reason. I just don't feel like, like, like in theory, it's a wild assertion that he just doesn't do it. Like, his girlfriend is in leather. She carries a whip. She has claws. It's all the signs and symptoms that he doesn't have much say in whether or not he does. But as far as just, you know, him on his own, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, listen, ergonomically, if you look at Batman's jaw, it doesn't look like he can do that. And if you think about the mask, he can't like actually eat box with the mask on because the pointy bat ears would, would spike her legs uh, underneath the thighs. And that's it not good for business. On so and it's so terrible. <laughs> the other thing about it, it I, don't, I don't think Batman knows. He can find Superman's weakness, but I don't think that nigga can find the clip. I just don't know. No. You don't think the greatest detective in the world could find the clitoris? No, I think he's decided that he knows where it is. But it's wrong. Mm. I think he. I think he gets Alfred to eat eat it up. <laughs> now Alfred is oh nasty. My God. Alfred is nasty. Alfred has lived a life. Alfred mm-hmm. has lived a life. Alfred, Alfred definitely puts quite, his face in it. Yes, Alfred has quite a few royals under his belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Alfred, what did you do? I ate her out from behind, sir. <laughs> I did not tally. I put my nose in it. Oh, man. You know he does it with a bib, too. <laughs> oh, man. Of course. He can't mess up that suit. At a table, because he's a gentleman. Because he's a gentleman. Like oh, Beef he's... Wellington. He lay you out like Beef Wellington and just go to town. <laughs> Wipes the corner of his lips. <laughs> Gingerly. Just a dab. Yo, if we didn't know before, we are not going to Comic-Con. <laughs> uh, not as no, not as no uh, performers or nothing like that, no. Oh my God. Yo, I would love to see that character. Uh, Catwoman and submissive Alfred. This <laughs> Catwoman is submissive Batman. That nigga is yeah. a slave. Slow. Oh. So he can't break free from her if he wanted to. Oh. She got that thing. That thing banging. Damn. The she, tr- she tricked him and got him beat up and his back broken. <laughs> and it's still be calling him. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's gotta be that's gotta be good. <laughs> All right, before we move on, we'll just say it like this. Bruce Wayne does not eat box, but Batman does. Fair. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't really have a problem with Bruce Wayne. It's Batman who really sucks. Yeah, yeah. He's a detective. You don't take me for the type that, that likes detectives. Yeah, you know. 
You don't have any favorite detective mail? Columbo. Oh, okay. Mine's a Sherlock Holmes. And I think it's because he drinks. <laughs> Does he drink or do you just drink and project on the hill? I've, I've never seen point? him drink. I've seen him smoke. No way. Yeah. He's, he's he smoking the pipe. You're putting this on Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes does not drink. He don't. Wait, what is that? Wait. Have I ever seen him drink? Maybe. I mean, like, so hmm. in, the, in the most recent iteration, Robert Downey Jr. played. Yeah. I'm trying. He had to at least have one drink. Now I got to watch these movies again. Damn it. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah, I think I am projecting. I, th- I think I'm thinking about Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Just as a genuine lifestyle. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I think you're confusing him with Iron Man or whatever. Yeah. 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 You're, you're combining characters. Detectives yeah, are smokers. They aren't really drinkers. That's yeah, very gotta, true. They got to be clear headed, but they also got to be hyped up so they need nicotine. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I love, I started rewatching Columbo and I'm loving it. I like Columbo because Columbo's thing was always he would let you thought you get away with it, and then he would have one more thing to say. I can relate. It, it would be it would be wonderful. He's like, "Well, you have a good day, sir." He said, "Uh, one more thing though. Uh, how'd you get the dirt under your nails?" And then you would just break down and tell your whole goddamn story. You just you was like, "You motherfucker!" Yes, I killed him. I have a whole lot of exes who beat Peter Falk's ass if they had a chance. You think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Mel, you saying your argument technique would, would, would be Columbo style? I don't forget shit. I don't forget shit. Yeah, women don't forget stuff. I always forget stuff. Like, I can't remember my birthday some days. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that boy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just look, look, just throwing it out there. <laughs> How you forget your own birthday? You would think that you'd be the kind of cat to celebrate your birthday big as hell, and you forget the day. And yeah, I've like, always. It's the beginning of January, right? You're the f- yeah. Are you the fourth? Fourth or the fifth? Oh Jesus! Jesus so around there. <laughs> I'm pretty no, sure I- you're the fourth because I think you share a birthday with uh, one of my nieces. All right. Well. Yeah, I'll be forgetting like people be like, hey, it's your birthday. Thank you, yo. Thanks to Facebook. I'm always able to know my birthday. Cause they yeah. they uh yeah, they they be snitching on me. They're like, hey, it's your birthday. You're like, oh yeah. Do you yeah. want to donate to something? And I'm like, okay. And um, I always want to donate to Planned Parenthood, but they don't have that option. Did they take that away? I think so. Because I look for it. What kind of yeah, handmade shit are we getting into? <laughs> it's getting rough out here, bro. It's getting rough out here. Oh, hey, and I'm watching way, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, sorry for tricking you into watching that by yourself. <laughs> so alone. <laughs> I have not watched a second yet. My bad. And you are like on season 17, and I have let you out there by yourself. Yep, and, it's, and, and it's distressing you. I can tell by the mm-hmm. way you tweet about it. Mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. reading the book and I couldn't. I got halfway through and I was just like, nope. I couldn't. Not I couldn't read that time. book. I couldn't read that book. If like if that was someone like they people telling me they read that in high school. You can't ask the high school to read that. Well, actually, you could. I guess that's informative. You need to have these thoughts at a young, informative age. But you go, whoa, that's that's a terrible, terrible place. Men ain't shit. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> 
curious thing to read for pleasure. Like this is just rampant uterine dystopia. Okay, I mean, I don't want to yuck you yum, but yikes. Well, uterine dystopia, wow. It's a perfect, it's a perfect uh, description of it though. Yes, it's it just is. a little too close to real life and maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it. That's exactly what it is. That like, cause like, you know, some people think like this and yeah. and they 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 work in the government and you get scared and you're like, we got to do something about this. We're not too far off from this. Yeah, we're just like a hair's breadth away from everything that's going on with that. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I'm not enjoying this at all. Yeah. Ooh, quickly change the subject. I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, I will say this, uh, as far as reading for leisure, uh, I can remember in my in my you know my teens and my twenties, nigga could just devour books. Now in my forties, a book I will I will nod off and hit the motherfucking floor. Like I have no idea what happened to my reading ability. Like I can still read words, but my eyes just get real heavy. And I, I don't know I don't absorb literature like I used to. We live in a world. There's so many distractions, so many things to like take you away. And I was um, one of the, I cannot remember his name to save my life, but one of the editors at Simon & Schuster, he was talking about how reading is a big ask. Everything else that we do for leisure is usually communal. So if we go to a concert, if we go out to eat, if we go to, to a game, whatever, we're all enjoying this with somebody else and we're taking in the atmosphere and all of that adds to it. When we're reading a book, it's just us in the book. And yeah. so it's requiring everything from us it's requiring your focus your memory your attention so i get it especially when you're living in a world with 51 distractions i'll tell you this much read reading erotica yeah <laughs> that's cool though <laughs> so what's your favorite I, I i'd like to know what's your favorite erotica um what's those what's those books from back in the day those zane books zane mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. yeah. The Queen of Throbbing. Yeah, she had a moment. <laughs> People did her so dirty when you know they they saw who was writing these books because some of her thing was the mystique, yeah. and you know she just kind of looked like a regular housewife, and people dragged that woman I in a way not. that like nobody dragged George R. R. Martin for looking like a fat sea captain. But they drag, or or and and discounts what he's writing, but they drag that woman for her looks for months. It was like black women doing it too. It was wild as fuck. But Yo, that's un that's uncalled for because uh, she just she's just a regular looking regular looking lady. Like and and we be bored and nasty. She's just nasty. That's that has nothing to do. What what does that negate? You know about her filth. That was in her mind. Her mind was coming up with all that shit. My, my jokes about her was not about her looks, because I mean, given, you know, given the opportunity, this ain't none of y'all business, but yeah, I would knock Zane down, but I guess I'm saying um, the throbbing, that's what used to kill me. She was definitely, she was going to get that throbbing in. Oh, yeah, man. If nothing else. I can't get the picture of R.R. Martin out of my head smelling like lobster talking <laughs> talking to the author of Zane going, I like dragons. <laughs> That's what we need in conversation. George R.R. Martin and Zane. Make it happen. Make it happen. 
Hey, if you're listening, if you're a representative of Georgia or Martin or Zane, try, tell them to come on the Bad Advice Show and we can sit down and we can have these two tags of literature uh, just, you know, speak their mind. People oh want to know what y'all are thinking about. I love oh it. my God, I just had a bro. We just came up with a brilliant idea. Uh, imagine, imagine a sex scene in Game of Thrones written by Zane. <laughs> now you thinking, nigga, these are million dollar ideas. I don't hate it. Cersei throbbed as <laughs> Jamie throbbed upon top of her. And the lion throbbed in the other room. And the <laughs> dragon throbbed outside. Just the whole damn country throbbing. Just throbbing. I really, um, Anne Rice, Anne Rice wrote some erotica and it was pretty top notch. I highly recommend she wrote it under um, the name Anne Roclair. Okay. I highly recommend. Okay. Well, wait, you know, the, the vampires were pretty nasty themselves, though. Yeah, this was this, the, the, the vampires were like iCarly compared to these books. Wow. Ooh. She went there okay. and then went further. My um my my favorite uh erotica was from somebody that you wouldn't think would write it, but uh Walter Mosley from uh Always Out Number, Always Out Gone and really? the Wallace uh series. Yeah, he wrote one called uh, Killing Johnny Fry. Top notch. A lot of butt stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Color me intrigued. Yeah, read it. My, my other favorite uh, erotica writer was uh, was an ex mine. She would send in the most nasty of texts. I counted it as erotica. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that counts. Short stories. Fair enough. You know what? That's my that's another piece of bad advice. Send some erotica. <laughs> like novelish uh, sexting to your partner or anybody. Somebody consensual that wants to hear that shit from you, send it. Make it, you know, make it poetic. Make yes. it a picture for somebody. Yeah. yeah, make sure it's consensual too. Don't send it to, to a group thread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're frowning upon that. Hey, would y'all listen if a friend of y'all was like, hey, Hey, I wrote this erotica. Could you sit down and listen to it real quick? <laughs> Absolutely. Like have them read it to me? It depends. Have them read it to you. No, they're not, they not giving it to you to read. They want to read it to you. It depends on the friend. And if okay. I'm trying to fuck them. No, you can't read me your erotica unless we finna do the tango. <laughs> I want to. I'll read it myself. I just, you know, I got to give, I got to give, no, I don't know I'm trying to fuck. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> are you trying to tell me something? I just, I just want to know where we are with this. Yeah, just you know, give me a heads up. I always wondered if, like, like erotica authors ever did like, like book readings, like late at night at a bookstore, and then like midway through, as people start getting turned on at the book reading, someone goes lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> I think it becomes a crime. Then I don't know. I I don't know. It depends on if you. It depends. I guess you have to really look at your waiver when you sign when you come in, Barnes and Noble. And I've written about. I've written about intimacy and um, like and, and and read it. Like did it at a 
just read it in public. It was more of a, um, but I, I don't know if you would count it as erotica. Like I wrote about my first orgasm. Okay. Which was, but it was more entertaining. I mean, it was me. So, you know, I can't be serious about anything. So, right. But it was great. People loved it. I performed it. I, I did it once at this theater and um, it was, it was two nights. One night was a Friday. It was really chill. And, you know, everybody was loving it, laughing and laughing, whatever. The next night, the crowd was super stiff, just super fucking stiff. And there were people there in like, not quite evening gowns, but definitely like after five shit. Like you could tell these are like donors and all this. And I'm about to read about my funky ass coming in the ninth ward. And, 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 and I did it and they loved it because I mean, you know, you, people love what the fuck you tell them to love. If you, if you tell them, if you talk to them the right way, they gonna love whatever fuck you bring them. And so, you know, obviously I killed it, but so, yeah, I mean, you can, you can do it. It's just, I guess it all depends on how you feel about your work and how comfortable you are with sharing your work. Of course. And of course, I think that there's money to be made in a hood novel series called Coming in the Ninth Ward. I don't know if you might <laughs> But get on it right now. It's trademarked already. <laughs> oh. We got to trademark that right now. What's his name? Just trademarked as soon as he listened to the show. He cut off the show and went to write. Uh, what's his name? Jerome? He's Jerome Dicker? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's on it right now. He got four books already done. That's a almost that's another thing that I would commend Zane and the other erotica. It's for you know fuck. Uh you forgetting how filthy they are. Actually, you know what? I forgot he passed away this year. Oh no. Yeah, we lost, I mean, we've lost a lot of like when you think about that genre, we lost a lot of of we lost uh Elon Harris. Wait, am I making that up? I mean, on the bad advice, show would kill people. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to. Yeah, we lost Elin Harris in um, 2009, and we lost Eric Jerome Dickey in this year, just this January. No. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. 21 guns to look for you, Mrs. Dickey. But we think about, like, if you think about that, how that pushed a lot of us into reading because now like we get people like to make um jokes about hood lit and whatever but that pushed a lot like it, it one thing reading is one thing leads to another so yeah, yeah you start with that and then you you know you the go deeper. Mm-hmm. yeah you say you didn't like it but you were reading seven to twelve books a year exactly yeah. don't play don't play funky now <laughs> yeah, you ain't. We also lost um, we lost B.B. Moore Campbell. She was another, not so much erotica, but sort of in that genre, um, that Black love fiction, that kind of urban fiction genre. We lost her a while back. Um, so, yeah. I wonder, see, all this talking about reading and erotica, it's got me thinking. You think anybody ever, ever turned in a book it certificate for Pizza Hut after reading Zane? <laughs> I hope so. 
somebody just walked up smoking a cigarette, I would like my pizza. <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? Omar Tyree is alive and kicking. I saw him in line once at Amy Ruth's. Wow. I don't know what Amy Ruth's is, but it's, oh, it's wow. a um it's a place in New York, like a, a food establishment. No, well, I gotta walk around New York a little bit more often. I'm from here. I'm such like I'm sorry. I'm just highly confused. I was talking about erotica and like I like we got talking about like uh text threads, and I just instantly remember my cousin uh sent the family group text this question of the day. Could you stay? And this is cousins. Could you stay in a relationship if you wasn't sexually fulfilled? And then I got to hear about people's uh, wives and husbands that I did not want to hear about. So they answered? Oh, yeah. Please tell me it was the elders that were answering. Yes, they were. <laughs> did, they, did most of them say yes or no? Uh, some, said, some said no. Some said yes. And uh, I proposed, hey, sometimes you just, you know, you might want to just dip out every now and then and come right back home because you don't want to ruin a relationship. And I got a lot of my cousins talking. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and one of my cousins ended the whole conversation. Everyone left him alone. He told us uh, that he nuts 97% of the time and his wife nuts only 80% of the time. <laughs> wow. That sounds about right, though. That would have been the end of the talk for me. That sounds, yeah, yeah. Like that sounds right on both ends. Like it sounds, the numbers sound right. And also that being the nail in the coffin in that conversation also sounds right. <laughs> like, I don't know how to talk about anything else. How do we bring up grandma now? <laughs> you just got to delete the whole thread and start over. Yeah, yeah, you, yes. you take care of that shit at Christmas, man. Mm-mm. Remember that time? Thanksgiving be awkward as hell. <laughs> oh, man, it shouldn't be awkward. Yeah, it would be. It would be awkward. I don't want to know that Leola ain't, Otis ain't hitting Leola right. I don't want to know that. <laughs> but there's only 20% of the time you're missing. <laughs> To be honest, I don't want to hear the very good or the very bad in this situation. Right. I don't want to hear. I don't want my auntie. I don't want to hear my auntie say, "Boy, he be knocking the bottom out of me," because mm-hmm. I'm gonna vomit. Yeah. I don't know. I want. I don't want to know about auntie hitting the bottom hit. I started joking about the, uh, hitting the bottom. I, rem- I remember the first time I, I hit the bottom. It's pretty fun. It's like the first time you touch the bottom of the pool and you bounce back. Feels fulfilling. It's, I mean, it's the, it's the crazy button. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, why do you call it? If the- you want to see me step out of character, go ahead on and fuck around. I am very chill and very reserved until. Wait, so you call it the crazy button? So oh, absolutely. Just- it absolutely is. That's what a crazy button is. I thought you knew that. I knew I knew that, but like I never heard anyone call it the crazy button. And that makes Definitely perfect sense. Yeah. Now I feel like it should be encased in glass. <laughs> it should. You would think. You would think, but life is cruel. <laughs> oh no, my God. 
some nigga named Rufus would just come through like, yeah, let me go and break this glass for you. Hey, you don't need that round now. Let me see that. Just a nasty nigga. <laughs> Smelling like Dracar Noir in a dicky jumpsuit. That would be the one, so I heard. With some black Nike Air Force Ones on. I just picture him in a club just looking around for unbroken glass. Like, nah, not you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. The ladies. All around, man. The ladies. The ladies, they call me Mr. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, I don't know. I hit a little too close to home. I'm, I don't think I'm laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having a moment? It's not, as, it's not as funny for me as it is for you. That's what I want to say. I get it. I, I, I respect your 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 right to laugh and oh my God. Um, you know. I, I I did that joke about like touching the bottom uh, in New York, and it was in front of a predominantly white crowd. And let me tell you. Uh, only the black dude in the room. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. They gave me the puppy. Sabrom, <laughs> mm. so they gave me that. You know when a when a little puppy's confused how they, they turn their head. <laughs> yeah, like RCA dog. <laughs> Lonely ass joke. So lonely, only one. That's what I do comedy for. I do it for that one dude in the room to go, thank you. <laughs> I'm speaking for the unheard. Yeah. Can y'all hear this storm as I'm talking? No. No. Oh yeah, I heard there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of storms that coming. Yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of a goddamn deluge right now trying to record a podcast outside. Not sure if I'm gonna make it back inside. I just don't know if y'all can hear it. And if, you know, if I'm struck by lightning and kill during the recording of a bad advice show, I just want to let y'all know what happened. You are not going to heaven if that happens. That's that. Yeah. I know that much. Oh man, he's he gonna go up and come right back down. Like Sarome, like you wouldn't want Sarome in a strong storm, like foiling around. He's gonna take out at least three buildings. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if I was a lightning ghost, I'm gonna be an asshole. Oh man, the rain would smell like whiskey. <laughs> Hurricane Rome. Oh man. Whew. Oh man. So what is up? What what else have y'all been up to this week? Getting ready for the heat. Getting ready for the real summertime heat because the shit is here. And they, oh, and fighting cicadas. That's what I've been doing for the last two weeks. Oh, that's a good reminder. Uh, my uh, AC is still not working. And just let the people know, uh, make sure you hydrate. Have uh, also um, Pedialyte in the house. Because apparently when you don't hydrate properly, your potassium can also drop, which will stop you from hydrating the proper way. So take care of yourself. Bananas, fruits. Do a hot shower before you turn it cold because that breathe, it'll open your pores and let you breathe. I've been figuring out different ways to cool down, my friend. I really, really want to get an air conditioner. Uh, I, I am getting an air conditioner. Like I told you, I got this new apartment, and uh, I think I got sold a lemon. 
when it came down to apartment because they 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 made it seem like for fancy uh, upper echelon black elites. And uh, I got here, <clears throat> and you're in a hot and, box. Um, I'm in a goddamn hot box right now. And um, yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm in Django right now. <laughs> so, are they going to provide an AC, or do you have to buy one? Yes, they're going to provide an AC, and they're going to be recouping me anything I spend uh, on keeping cool thus far. So, all's not failed, but I want my I want my AC unit to work. And I don't know if anybody knows any good trips uh, of how you make a property management at RAG, please, at Bad Advice Show, hashtag Bad Advice Show, uh, hashtag Gordon Sweaty. <laughs> Get on that shit right now. Gordon is Sweaty. It's got me rethinking life, man. I don't understand how anybody has, has sex in the heat. You don't? Shit. Well, you, ain't, you ain't from where we from because we've had to do what had to do. Yeah, I mean, you know. Why do I picture y'all anyway, so, you know. with, with church fans as y'all talk erotic to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I have AC now, though. I'm, I'm, I'm 44. I can't be fucking around. I can't be fucking around with the temperature. Oh, yeah. I, I give people that yearly advice. Fellas, uh, turn that fan off if you're going to have sex. Sometimes it drop people out. What? You, what? you can't, can't fuck in front of the fan. That's what I'm trying to say. I used to. Like a ceiling learned... fan or a box? A box, box fan. Right? fan. Box yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I, 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 <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just been so long since I've been around a box fan. I can't even speak on on logistics of that. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, people are learning so much on the Bad Advice Show today. I don't think it's things they want to learn. No, 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 no. Hey, this is this is uh, life changing advice, man. Like, this there's somebody young in their twenties listening to this right now and going, "Why not in front of a box fan? You'll learn. Just don't do it." Don't do it. Gotta fuck them down when, not up when. <laughs> yeah, let that age from the side. Not from behind. Man, I can't wait to get my It's more effective back. from the side anyway, right? Yeah. 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 And get to get both bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's collaborative. This is the advice that we're giving out to the world. I mean, listen, it's the shit you, they need to know. That's true. Yeah, I'm well, giving out advice because I'm not going to survive this storm. <laughs> I'm glad my family is safe. So you're trying to leave behind a legacy? I'm a fuck. <laughs> if, I see, if I see a boat float by, I'll let y'all know. Is it flooding out there? Yeah. Nigga got quite the water around his phone. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, well, that's hard, Oh, man. That's the way to do it. Gordon's, piece in of bad the, Gordon's in the heat. Saron is in the swamp. I'm drinking Grand Marnier and relaxing in the comfortable chair. We're all making sacrifices for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That don't, don't, don't add up. That really don't add up. 
<laughs> Nigga, I've given birth twice. I paid my dues already. I'm well, sorry well, for y'all. Well, there it is. Well, here we go. There it is. Yep. Somebody had a big joker. <laughs> we all we we making sacrifices here. Everybody's, you know. I couldn't I imagine. I haven't given birth, but I've watched it five times. I can't believe you watched it. Oh, yeah, they're my baby. <laughs> Somebody got to make sure it's the, it's the right, even though, like, with Saron's kids, it's, the, it's obnoxious. How much they look like you. It really is. You think it's obnoxious to you? It's really weird to walk in my house to see five faces. It's mine. <laughs> Yo, that would creep me out. <laughs> I, I, turn every corner, I turn every corner and there I am. It's got to be like Twilight Zone. That's, that's a metaphor for something. That's a metaphor Yo, for something, Jerome. It's, it's something. Because I turn every corner, there I am. And there's no escaping them. If you got five kids, there's no room without kids in them. No. Not at all. Man. I had two and it was just too much. It's like, oh, wow. And he are always needing stuff. Yikes. I had one for nine months. And then, and then I, I returned it. That. <laughs> <laughs> The universe just said no. <laughs> you will not be a father of my wife. <laughs> ah, make sure you get all tests, baby. <laughs> all right, that's that's uh, right. I remember, like my 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 ex, he had questions about uh, one of our children being his. I'm like, you think. If I was just in the mood to pick a nigga, you think it would have been <laughs> you? That's what you're telling me. <laughs> you think you were the pinnacle oh. of what I could? Mm. Okay. Mel, <laughs> okay, Bob. Mel, I I say this: you must have heard that dude so many times, just just with so many. Say- I know there's words that are embedded in his mind that he can't shake loose. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, can you shame the shameless? I don't know. Like, yeah, there were things I said or whatever, but. No, do you understand how much that would have hurt? Like any man, if you would have said that, like if somebody would have said that to me, if I could pick any man in the world to have a kid, you think you'd be the one? I'd be like, ow. ow. Well, he was literally accusing me of, of like pulling a fast one. That is true. So I think I was well within my rights. Yeah, he, he pulled the switchblade. Retaliation, like yeah, don't, don't, um, don't do the word games with me because I'm. Once I stop giving a fuck, I'm gonna win. Oh my god! I just, yeah. I, I only. There are people like if if someone says something horrible to me and I still care about them, like yeah. I cry and I eat it, but I'm crying because all of the stuff I could have come back with. Like I'm, I'm thinking of all. I was like, I could just really kill your soul right now, and and I just, you know, I just don't. But yeah, when I don't give a fuck, well, that's all I called him. Uh, like what was it? The Usain Bolt, the fuck niggas. I don't fucking care. Wow, wow. Well, dang. It's just you know you have to go to a certain. You have to get to a certain point with me for me to go there. It's very like it's very. 
rarely that somebody that I'm involved with, I go there with them. I, I usually just, whether it's platonic or not, I usually just kind of back off because my mouth is so horrible. It's just things I wouldn't be able to take back. And at my core, like I'm fairly terrible, but I'm a decent person. So I don't want to, um, oh, I don't want to have to live with saying, you know, fill in the blank. But that nigga, fuck that. Oh my God. And, and, and even with him, I didn't go as as hard as I could have. No, you were you like talking with you, Mel, like talking with you as a Rome, y'all remind me. I think this is the reason why I like doing the bad advice show. I, I learned this past weekend because I like um oh for this past weekend for, for Pride, I got hired to go do shows up in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, which was uh was a was a dope, dope time. Shout out to everybody up at City Steam that came out to see me. I appreciate y'all. Happy Pride. Thank y'all for having me. And thank y'all for inviting me to that uh, cigar spot. Uh, I had a good time. I'm learning uh, I might be a cigar person. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I, I realized sitting around and just talking shit with people, uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you were just not realizing that? I didn't realize how much I liked it before because I'm like, I'm sitting in this room with a whole bunch of strangers as they smoke uh, phallic-like cigars and they're telling the best stories in the world. I'm like, I, I found my home. <laughs> but that's just like, if you're a storyteller, when you're a storyteller, there's nothing you love more than hearing other people's stories because yes. usually it's incumbent on you to like entertain and whatever. So you get to sit in that moment with somebody who's entertaining you and it's so dope. Oh so man. Dope. I love so learning dope. about other people. I love hearing other people talk about themselves and their experiences. Oh both, my God, of my parents, both of my parents were storytellers. And I used to love, love hearing them tell their stories. And some of the stories were terrible. Like my dad was kidnapped once and like held up. <laughs> so my dad, <laughs> yeah. So my dad, when I was about six, he got, he used to work for the phone company. He was in the truck and these guys basically uh, took him because they wanted to get his tools and they were going to kill him. And um, what ended up happening, they drove somewhere and happened because criminals are not always very smart. They drove mm -hmm. him basically right into a, where cops were and somebody knew him because we live in fucking New Orleans and everybody knows everybody. And the cop walked up to him and he was like, hey, are you okay? And he said, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you bring it up, partner. And uh, so one of the guys, um, he was sentenced to 98 years. The other guy, I, we don't know what happened to him. He, he took off, but he ended up catching one of them and he got a 98 year sentence. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, isn't that yeah. wild? Yeah. Kidnapping is a serious offense. And uh, just so you guys know, kidnapping could be as small as moving one person from one room to another in a house. So keep that in mind. <laughs> or having a party that's not a party. Ow. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm not even saying that as a joke. Like, every time I think about it, like, when we joke about it, I'm like, this was a federal crime and we need yeah. to take better care of yeah. our friend. <laughs> yeah. I know that now. This was so. a crime and we need to take care of our friend. Yeah, so if you tell someone there's a party, it better be a goddamn party. It better party. be a goddamn bitch. You better have clowns. You better have sandwiches and double days. Let me tell you something. 
if you invite Gordon Baker Bone to a fucking party and you don't have no Swedish meatballs, I'm coming for your ass. Know that. Coming I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture somebody trying to kidnap Sarone and how, how funny and unfunny that would be for that person. <laughs> I have nothing but poverty and muscles for you. Just, just an ass whooping. Just. I'm nothing but anger and irritation. I am going to aggravate the fuck out of you. <laughs> Whenever people start talking about, yeah, you'll get trafficked. I'm like, Nobody's trafficking me. <laughs> Nobody wants, like, there's not a big market for perpetually irritated and irritating middle-aged women. It's just not a thing. This is not a thing. So, yeah. I just, I just pitch a mail uh, from the trunk very loudly saying, you know what your problem is? Oh, I'm never gonna let it go. I'm never. First of all, this car is fucking shit. Oh, come on. The trunk is too goddamn small. <laughs> Please stop. And all they're gonna hear is me like punching the lights out and shit. I'm a fighter. Like, I'm not, that's I, like, I fight. And so it, it just, I, the risk benefit scenario, I don't think I'm, you know, I don't think I'm it for, for most kidnappers. No. I'm not saying it could never happen and I'm still cautious or whatever else, but you know, if somebody kidnapped me, it's probably for a reason. Like it's probably somebody I know and for a reason. I'm not just, they're just not randomly trying to kidnap me and ship me on a boat. I kidnap me and get on the phone with my wife and I'm gonna be in the background saying, don't you give them shit. You got the best credit, you stay alive. <laughs> Oh man, I, I just picture someone trying to chloroform Sarome and him waking up three minutes later still in the same spot and that person still trying to figure out how to get him away. <laughs> same Z, because me and Sarome probably weigh the same thing. That's the other thing, like you gonna lift me? <laughs> I'm not okay. Not. Oh my God. I just imagine <laughs> he's standing like that girl. <laughs> you just wake up with a note on your shirt the only way Sorry. somebody would like traffic me is if it was strictly be for niggas with a humiliation fetish i know you ain't bring this fucking nigga here to me like that's the only that would be my only use and that's very niche it just doesn't the numbers don't add up <laughs> You put thought to that point. <laughs> the numbers just don't add up. Oh my God. Oof. I don't like to think about kidnapping because uh, uh, it could happen. I'm very uh, small and compact. Uh, leave oh me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're easily transportable. Just know that you're going to have two very angry and resourceful southern niggas <laughs> on your ass. Oh man, I would, I, I would, I would have a high. I'm coming to get going. Hey, uh, you're gonna have to find me in like a middle school. I'm gonna be hanging out hiding uh. with the teenagers. <laughs> like, is that fucking Gordon with a backpack and a long <laughs> with extra ass in the car? Shh, shh, shh. He's looking for me. <laughs> I'm hiding. Thank you. <laughs> Just me trying to blend in, doing TikToks. <laughs> 
Why is he flossing? They don't even do that anymore. You only want to smell like gin. I was like, get your ass out of this line. <laughs> All the other kids have a Capri Sun. Yeah, it's the one with the fucking, um, with the margarita. Get, get, get him. Get, get him. <laughs> Go get him. I was running out of margarita mix. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank God you're here. Kids were working on my fucking nerves. That would exactly be me. Goddamn. Goddamn. Whew. Mm-hmm. How do we always lead down these weird paths? <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's our show. Yeah, that is our show. It's also probably yeah. because you and I are always drinking. That is true. I'm currently drinking Kettle One, getting uh, prepared for the weekend. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some. Wait, can't sing that song. You definitely can. (laughs) Also, you're getting ready for the weekend. It's Monday, nigga. I know, but but, uh, uh, I got my big show this weekend, and we got to prepare. Yes, Drunk Black History. Oh, side note, uh, White... White people stop asking to do drunk black history. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> this is not for you. Everything ain't for y'all. I'm sorry. It's so weird. It's so weird when they ask, "Can I please be on?" Like, what? damn man, can we just have something? And it's just like y'all, y'all jokes are inevitably going to get a little racist. You going to say some shit you ain't got no business. And we're really just they're they're really just helping you. I'm saying we, but. They're really just helping you. Just sometimes staying out of black folks' business is just the best practice. Ooh, yes. Preach it. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do from for my public. Uh, I'm a pub for my show. Uh, I'm opening for my friend and the very hilarious Felonious Monk. Yes. This That's in August, August, right? Yeah, August the fifth through the seventh at uh, the DC Comedy Law. Uh, we go. We're, we're we're hooking up again. It's gonna be a great time. So get your tickets right now. Uh, you can follow me at uh at Simone Russell on Twitter. You know, and you can follow uh at Felonious Monk F E L I O N I. God damn it, I fucked it up. But you know, follow Felonious boy, Monk. Boy, 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 boy. <laughs> we're drinking. We're drinking. And oh, also, uh, if since we're not gonna be talking to y'all, like. I just want to wish everybody a happy Juneteenth. And if you're not yes. celebrating Juneteenth, please at least look up Juneteenth. I don't feel like explaining it right now. And plus, if I explain it right now, you won't buy tickets to my show. So <laughs> if you want to know what Juneteenth is, uh, get online, follow me at, at Baker Bone on uh, Instagram and buy tickets to Drunk Black History, the Juneteenth show that's happening at the Bell House. And we just announced we're adding Michelle Buteau from the First Wives Club. Oh, awesome. I love her. Yes, yes, she just just was added to I love her. It is quite confirmed. It is going down. Also, the writers of uh, uh, the the Emmy and uh, Oscar-nominated film uh messiah why am i drinking so much what is what is the name of the movie black messiah black, black messiah. messiah black messiah my good mm-hmm. friends my homies the lucas brothers everybody and they actually just announced they're going to be doing a movie uh pretty soon so if you want to see michelle buteau and the lucas brothers i highly suggest you buy a ticket 
with the Juneteenth show for Drunk Black History. Yes, please. I'll Do definitely it. be tuning in. I won't be able to make it to New York right now, but I will be tuned in and probably doing a little bit of the live tweeting. Just to, just nice. Please do. It's such a wonderful, it's such a wonderful um, show. Like I was on it once. So obviously I'm biased, but oh, it was just, I loved yours. I had a great time. I had a great time. And I still, um, I made some great, great like internet friends. And Yamanika yeah. is just. Oh yeah, bro. The, I love her. Like, That's the one I, thing I do love about the show. She's my friend in my head, and yeah. I don't even know if she remembers <laughs> me, but I stalk her Instagram. I, I, I love Yamanika. So she just just inspires me in, in just a lot of ways. So um, it's it's definitely something that you want to take a look at. It's, I mean, what, 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 what y'all doing on Saturday? I mean, I know a lot of people are going outside. But nigga, they shooting out there. Get your ass in the house and turn in the tune in the um drunk black history. If you don't know what Mel is talking about, if you don't know what Mel is talking about, we're live streaming the show. So you can yes. buy a ticket to watch the show live from wherever you are. Just because you're not in New York City or in New Jersey or the tri-state area, you can still buy a, a ticket to watch the show live on Zoom or whatever uh streaming app that we're gonna be using. I am I'm a literally inebriated a little bit and I'm very happy about it. I'm getting ready for my show. It's quite all right. And um of course, once again, I just want to remind you, Barrel and Flow Fest, we are rolling. We have started announcing our collaborations. One of our collab partners is going to be Run the Jewels. You might know them. Ooh. I'm a little partial. Um Cajun Fire, a black brewing company here in New Orleans is going to be partnering with Brooklyn Brewing. So it's, it, I mean, I'm obviously partial to it because I'm working on the project, but the reason I'm working on the project is because the people are so dope. They, Bracey, like what he's doing with, with, um, with, this, pro- with this festival and just taking it so far beyond just a beer festival, just a music festival, it's just phenomenal. One of the things that we have going on right now is we're, um, we've got scholarships available for five people in Western Pennsylvania. Um, they're thousand dollar scholarships for people pursuing the arts, um, for black folks pursuing arts. So, um, sign up for that. I share, I share the links pretty regularly. You should also follow our account, Barrel and Flow. Um, September 10th through the 12th, we're going to have symposiums. We'll have speakers on the 10th. Um, we should have a special announcement soon that I'm really excited about. And it's, it's just going to be a phenomenal time. I have been with this festival as an attendee for the first two years. This is my second year being a part of the actual organization of it. And I'm just as excited to organize it as I am to attend it. That's how much I just believe in what this is about and um, promoting Black brewing, Black artists, Black artistry, Black creators. We're going to have something like 26 Black food vendors, I think, something like that um, at the the festival. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be Black as fuck. And I want to see y'all there. So Barrel and Flow that flow.com check us out all right guys well that is the bad advice show 
Make sure you uh, hashtag us at, at Bad Advice Show. Let us know what you liked, loved. And also, please, there's a support button. Hit that support button. If you like us and you want to keep us going, support us. Help us out. We're going to be doing some dope things. And uh, we got more big announcements coming for you guys. Mm-hmm. I've been Can't working. Wait. We've been working. We got some Can't goodies. wait to share it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, yes, indeedy. Yo, and thank y'all uh, so much for listening to the podcast. Yet again, you guys have helped us reach record numbers. Last week, we had over 400 downloads on the first day. So thank you guys. Please keep sharing, keep liking, tell your friends, tell your grandmother, tell anybody that wants to laugh about the Bad Advice Show. So on that note, we'll talk to you guys soon.